Why are Jahan Dotson and J.K. Dobbins among the must-plays in DFS this week for Fantasy Football in Week 1? It's time to break it down right here and right now as we close another week of Locked On Fantasy Football. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm one of your co-hosts, Vinny Ironwood. I'm not doing this. I'm running about NFL and fantasy betting for SportingNews.com. Hi, I'm Michelle Majid, a researcher for NFL Network and fantasy analyst for NFL.com. I forgot who I was for a second. That was that was a weird intro. Sorry, guys. <laughs> it must be week one. Are we just getting over the fact <laughs> that Guy Moore didn't do anything last night and we're just... Uh, Really sad about that fact. I don't know what was going on. Kadarius Tony ruining uh, Chiefs fans' hearts and fantasy football players everywhere. So, Michelle, I, I don't know. It, it was just a brutal start for the Chiefs. But, hey, I had Dave Montgomery on a team, so I, I felt pretty good about that in the end. Yeah, Jameer Gibbs, you know, looked great, but not great for fantasy because he didn't get much usage, which uh, kind of stung all of our fantasy hearts. But yeah, Kadarius Tony, poor dude. I mean, he could not have had a worse day if he tried. Yeah, so we'll, we'll try to recover from that. And the one way we'll do that is look at some uh, DFS picks and uh, props for the weekend. So got to move on. The first game of the season, a lot of things can change here. So we'll get into that here for you on uh, Friday's show here to close the week on Lockdown Fantasy Football. And uh, again, we've got some good stuff for you to look at at FanDuel and some player props that you should uh, play. So that's what we'll do here on Fridays on the show. This is an episode brought to you by PricePicks.com. Go to PricePicks.com slash LockedOnFL and use the code LockedOnFL and you'll get a first deposit match up to $100. So check that out. So Michelle, let's dive right in. What we've done here in our first segment is uh, picking a couple quarterbacks and three wide receivers that we both like. And we're giving you a variety of options, whether you're paying up, paying down, whether you're playing on FanDuel as cash games or tournaments. So that's what we're trying to diversify your portfolio here. So, Michelle, I'll let you have it. We've talked about these quarterbacks in depth uh, that you picked here, but let's see your two picks at that position and why you like them at their price point this week. Yeah, so I like paying up for a quarterback at times, especially when I think they're going to be the best scorer of the week and they're not priced at the highest, right? So Justin Herbert sitting there at $8,100 on FanDuel for the tournament games, fourth highest among quarterbacks, but I think he's going to be the top scorer on Sunday in fantasy. Like, I only had him ranked behind Mahomes. It turns out Mahomes didn't even have that big of a day, but I do think Herbert's going to come through. They This game has the highest over-under among all games on Sunday. Only game with 48-plus points being uh, the over-under is at 51 points. So Vegas is expecting this to be a very high-scoring game. And the defense, uh, the Dolphins' defense can definitely be beat. I'm super excited to see Justin Herbert in this new Kellen Moore offense. I expect this to be a huge day for him as long as Austin Eckler doesn't steal all of the touchdowns. And then I've been talking up Geno Smith a lot as well. And he, his cost right now is the 11th highest among quarterbacks. And I think he's going to be a, a top seven fantasy quarterback this week. So I like his cost at $7,200 right now on FanDuel. 
they also have a decent over-under in this game against the Rams, predicted to have 46 points in this game, and the Seahawks are predicted to win by five. So Vegas is expecting the Seahawks to put up some points. You already know my thoughts on Geno Smith getting it done with all of his weapons. So I really love uh, either of those two options this week at quarterback. Yeah, those are excellent choices there. Definitely you're paying up for Herbert, maybe a little bit up for Geno Smith, but that's a good pivot there from Herbert if you don't want to go all the way up at quarterback. Now, my choice is, Michelle, I'm going a little bit deeper and uh, giving some alternatives there in the bargain bin, so to speak. Uh, I like Anthony Richardson quite a bit here at 6700 He's 16th on the board, so five spots behind Geno Smith. So you can pocket $500 there if you're going. But I think I would go more Richardson – I like his floor at some point because of his uh, rushing, but I, I think this is more of a ceiling play for me. Therefore, it's a tournament play for me. Where Anthony Richardson, again, we don't know what we're going to get from these rookie quarterbacks in their debut, but we feel like Richardson has a better shot to do something of fantasy note here, of course, maybe this week and all season long than C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. So I like that price point for him. Again, the running, I like that ability. I think we can potentially get – 3x return on that because of the running and i think he can uh, find his way in the end zone doing that as well now baker mayfield i'm not going to touch him anywhere in seasonal but he's going to come up in some of these spots look he's a guy that no one is thinking about he's way down there he's 26 in for price. a reason for a yes, reason but look just hear me out you're Boy, Alexander Madison and the rest of the Vikings offense should be in control in this game. The Vikings secondary is atrocious. This is the worst part of their team. And you have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. These guys are not schlubs. They can still get the ball and do something here. So I'm just looking at garbage, garbage, garbage from Baker Mayfield. We saw that's a possibility, right? He had that game that wasn't so much garbage with the Rams last year. So he's just going to throw 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 in this game they're not going to be able to run all that well on the vikings and the game script is not going to call for that so i think again he could stumble backwards into some good production again you don't need a lot when he's at 6500 here to get that return so uh, i i just think he's a long shot here to do something but i trust him more than say like desmond ritter i'd rather pay somewhere there in that situation because again he has decent receivers and the vikings defense not all that hot as we know I mean, yeah, if you have like no money left to spend and you're still looking for a quarterback, I would much rather take the upside with Baker than go with like a CJ Stroud or a Desmond Ritter. Like at least you have some hope there. Uh, moving on to our wide receivers, though, uh, I, I got, I always looking for that stack, right? And this is an expensive stack of the week. I totally understand with Justin Herbert and Mike Williams. So I have Mike Williams as the stack with Herbert. $7,100 at 13th among wide receivers in the in the tournament games it is pricey but i expect mike williams i think he has top five potential this week so i'm okay paying that 13th most among wide receivers i still think that's a value for him and i want to go for that guy with that huge big play upside against this defense in this awesome matchup he like he definitely could put up 100 yards in a touchdown i mean we just saw him do it against the dolphins late last year so love that connection between those two and then some Wide receivers, you can uh, save some money on going a little bit cheaper here. It's Michael Thomas. I know everyone's all on that Chris Olave train, but how do we know Derek Carr's super weapon is Chris Olave? We don't yet. It could be Michael Thomas, who was 
one of the best wide receivers in the league when he was last healthy and on the field. But even last year, when he only lasted a couple weeks, week one, he was the wide receiver eight. Week two, he was the wide receiver 18. And now he gets to go up against the Titans that allowed the most fantasy points to wide receivers last year. His cost is only $6,000, which ranks 32nd among wide receivers. Great value for him there. And then I'm going to go with my boy, George Pickens, $5,800, 37th among wide receivers. I think he just looks like he leveled up this year. Penny Pickett looks like he's leveled up. 49ers allowed the fifth most fantasy points to wide receivers last season. And if they're the 49ers' best corner to Rivers Ward, I expect him to be mostly on Deontay Johnson. If that happens, Pickens should have a nice and uh, easy matchup in week one. Yeah, I do like uh, the potential Pickens there in tournaments. I think he's going to be pretty much a tournament guy because he's such a big play type guy. And Mike Williams kind of is on the fence uh, between tournament and cash. I think he's going to be a little bit more consistent receiver this year that you can look at. But I do like that stack to pay up for because I don't think you're paying too much for Williams to get him in your lineup with Herbert. And Michael Thomas is a good shot. I think you want to invest something in the Saints-Titans game, especially on the Saints passing game side. So Good shouts there, Michelle. I, I like Calvin Ridley. I don't think you're going to get him at 14th on the board very much here at 7,000. That's another stack that I would look at, Trevor Lawrence and Calvin Ridley. I might even look in, again, if you're going onslaught, maybe in certain places just go all in on the Jaguars passing game with Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk. This Colts secondary is pretty bad. So that's what I'm looking at. 14th, I don't know if his value is ever going to be lower than that here on FanDuel. Then Jahan Dotson, we've been talking up all week. It looks like Terry McLaurin is going to play, but – Keep in mind, Jahan Dotson, when they were on the field together last year, Dotson was the better fantasy player. So that actually helps because it's going to give him favorable coverage here against the really bad Cardinal secondary. So I think that really is favorable for Dotson. Sometimes you want that other guy that's going to draw attention. I think Dotson maybe being recognized as the number one at some point, but right now he'll be treated in coverage as the number two, and that is what I like here. And Nico Collins, we haven't talked about him too much, but – Michelle did mention C.J. Stroud. If I was going pretty deep here, and if I'm not going Mayfield, Evans, or something like that, I'm looking at C.J. Stroud and Nico Collins. I mean, this Ravens secondary is not very good. Marlon Humphrey is going to be dedicated in the slot here. Rockasin looks like their best corner. Well, I mean, that's not great. There's going to be some garbage time here for one of these receivers. Again, I like Tank Dell. I like... Uh, his potential, but maybe bring him along slowly. Collins is the guy that is the holdover here from last year. So I do like Collins on the outside quite a bit here. And again, if you have Martin Humphrey playing in the middle of the field, I'm going to maybe avoid some of those smaller receivers there. So I do uh, like Collins there. So Michelle, uh, what do you think of those three picks? I know you're all in on one of them at least. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm happy you put Jahan Dotson because I wasn't going to do it. You know, all I've been doing is talking about Jahan Dotson, even though I might have him later in our profit section because I just can't not talk about him, I guess, for one episode. But I'm happy you put him in here. Calvin Ridley is such a wild card. He really is. He could have 100 yards and three touchdowns, or he could have, you know, two receptions. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do in this Colts game. I am shocked, though. Vegas has the over-under for this Colts-Jaguars game relatively high i think it's like 46 points or it, it's higher than i imagined it would be so i was shocked by that so they do expect there to be some scoring nico collins someone on the texans could have to catch ball right and i'm not willing to throw a pink gel out there in his first game uh, i think that's too risky so i like your nico collins call as well 
Yeah, I think uh, it gives you a variety of options uh, depending on how you're building your roster. If you're punting and going cheap on quarterbacks, we gave you some options. We're paying up a little bit. You got some options as well. There's uh, no perfect way to build a DFS lineup. There's just values we're looking at. You're just looking for the return on your investment as much as possible. We'll get into some uh, running backs and tight ends you can look in the same vein here at FanDuel as uh, players you want to target. We'll get into that in our next segment here. Before we do that, uh, I do have to tell you about Nutrafol. And Nutrafol is a uh, product that uh, is uh, something that we're looking for as we're getting older there. It's uh, really tough there. You don't have to choose between your better hair growth and your health, guys. Nutrafol provides a whole body health approach for men that promotes healthier hair. There's no drugs, no compromises, just better hair. Do you know that you have a whopping 80% of men will experience hair thinning in their lifetime. It's happened to me. It's normal, but it doesn't have to be your fate. You can get ahead of thinning hair with Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement, clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. It's easy to trust in there because they use physician-formulated natural science-backed ingredients. They're drug-free, Patented technology provides consistent, reliable results without compromising your sexual health. So go to Nutrafol.com slash men to take their hair health wellness quiz now. Identity causes of your thinning hair and Nutrafol will give you a personalized plan for better hair health through whole body wellness. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to the Nutrafol dot com and enter the promo code lockdown and fell find out why more than four thousand healthcare professionals recommend neutrophil for healthier hair neutrophil.com slash men spelled n-u-t-r-a-f-o-l dot com slash men and enter the promo code locked on nfl that's neutrophil.com slash men promo code locked on nfl all right michelle it's uh, time to uh, pivot here to our running backs and tight ends. And we have some interesting guys. And uh, one guy may be getting a little bit of value here based on an injury developing with Kenneth Walker. So you're back in on some of the Seahawks on this one. So uh, go ahead and explain your three running back picks, including one Zach Charbonnet. Yeah, I mean, Zach Charbonnet, I feel like he might be the most played guy in DFS this week, right? I mean, right now he's going, I, this is his cost is RB57 on FanDuel in the in the tournament games, $4,800. I mean, that's just an incredible value right now. It was already a good value before, but now Ken, Kenneth Walker shows up on the injury report on Thursday with a groin injury. I'm not sure if he just re-aggravated the one he already had or he's not fully back yet. I don't know. But we did say groin injuries are very, like, it, just an issue. It can just be something that he deals with for a lot of the season. It keeps coming back. So that's a scary thing for Kenneth Walker. But also in this game, are they really going to need to push Kenneth Walker to too many touches against the Rams? Like, this could be a blowout. And Charmaine could get a ton of touches if they want to get the rookie some experience. Good around the goal line, good as a receiver. I love Zach Charbonnet this week. I think he's pretty much a must-start. Like you, you must-start in daily fantasy and also regular fantasy. And then my other running back, Khalil Herbert, talked about him all week. Running back 24 costs in, in tournament games. I have him ranked as a running back 10 this week, so I think this is a great value for him against the Packers. 
They've been suspect against the run. And the Bears averaged 33 rush attempts per game last year and averaged 5.4 yards per game. Like, this is a great rushing team. I want the starting running back for that team. And then Antonio Gibson, commanders running back against the Cardinals. I believe you have a, a different – oh, you don't. Sorry. Yeah, I, Sorry. I do yeah. like Brian Robinson Jr. this week as well, but I shifted a little bit, but I'll tell you why in a moment. Okay. So I have Antonio Gibson over Ryan Robinson. I would prefer him, especially in the DFS, because of the higher upside. Brian is a good cost of $5,800 on FanDuel. The Cardinals allowed the third, third most fantasy points to running backs last season, and they also allowed the third most receptions to running backs last season. We know that's hopefully where Antonio Gibson will finally be used this year, but I also think they'll use them around the goal line. I think he's the better running back, the more talented running back, and hopefully Eric Bannemi actually uses him as that much higher upside. So I really like Gibson this week uh, against the Cardinals. Yeah, I'll, I'll clarify with Brian Robinson Jr. I looked at his price and I looked at him as a potential person to mention. He's at uh, 6500 but then I looked at Antonio Gibson. He's a better price point. That's where you're right, Michelle, that if you're going to take a shot at a commander's back, go for the cheaper back, and you're right. I think he's the better overall back, and I think they're being coy maybe about him being this designated J.D. McKissick. I think he's better than that as a, as a back, and I think you'll see that Eric Bannemi realizes this. I don't think the old coaching staff did. They had that storyline thing that they did with Brian Robinson where Gibson was clearly the better back, and Robinson not – necessarily as good of a red zone runner for being a power back. So you're right. I could see Gibson getting the pay dirt here uh, near the goal line. So I pivoted away from him because I have a uh, JK Dobbins at 6,500 way better option, right? He's going to get the yeah. ball a lot. I think uh, Brian Robinson Jr. is overpriced in relation to uh, Dobbins here. Who's going to carry the load here for the Ravens and, the best matchup on the board against the Texans. So I think you'll have some good return. I think you'll be heavily owned, so just be prepared for that. And uh, if you're looking for a uh, diversification in a tournament play, I don't think you can go there. I do have some options to do that. That's uh, Javonta Williams here. They're saying all systems go here for him. So they're going to give him some regular work in this game against the Raiders. They should be up in it. And uh, they want to come out, play well establish uh, Sean Payton and this offense and all that. So I think you'll see Javante Williams uh, be involved well. I think he gets about 15 touches, converts them into some really good production here in this matchup against the Raiders. And Raheem Mostert, he's not going to be healthy for long. We just know this is going to be the case. He's going to break down at some point. When he's fully healthy and Devin Kane is not at this stage and the other backs, uh, Salvin Ahmed is also a little bit banged up, this is the time when Raheem Mostert is the healthiest Dolphins back, and they're facing a vulnerable Chargers run defense that I'm going to say, here, you can get the rushing yards. Mike McDaniel's going to recognize this and going to feed him the ball. So I think he also gets 15 touches. Even if the game script gets a little bit out of hand, I still think Mostert's going to be involved quite a bit in the running game to uh, help uh, that uh, passing him with Tua So I do like his price point at 5900 So those are my options. Again, if I'm going in a tournament format, I look at Williams or Mostert again. I think you might have to take the free space with Dobbins and then play him maybe with Zach Charbonnet. If those guys are probably going to be both heavily owned here. Yeah, I really love the Raheem Mostert one. He's one of my favorite running back plays of the week, and his cost is nice. And like you said, they're going to need him. He has 
he has to be the, he's like the only guy in the back that they're going to trust right as long as he doesn't get hurt in this first game which is a possibility uh he should be a very nice play this week jk Dobbins just has the best matchup that you can have in week one and then with javante williams his is hard right because i know they say everything's a go but you could also just see them coming out and playing so much Shamaja P. Ryan, and then that other running back they like that uh, mixed something. I don't even know his name. I'm not even going to lie. Uh, but they like a third running back on their team as well. So I could just see Sean Payne like playing all three and just frustrating us. But Javante Williams does have a high ceiling this week. Um, tight ends are a little tricky this week because you have like at the top there Mark Andrews, most costly, but also how healthy is he? uh how much will he be playing if he plays uh so that's tricky who are your favorite values here at tight end this week yeah i'm uh going a little bit uh down the board here let me start with that one it's logan thomas at 4900 now look he's not exciting but i actually have to play logan thomas this week uh yes i'm serious because i, I was like sitting pretty here i took travis kelsey in a draft and i'm like okay I'm just going to wait and get a backup tight end later. Then I looked, oh my gosh, this league is deep. There's not much out there. So I said, who's the best option? Well, I looked at Logan Thomas because who gave up the most fantasy points to tight ends last year? It was the Cardinals. Now I know the Cardinals defense is worse. So they're going to give up a lot to wide receivers this year and running backs. So maybe they don't need Logan Thomas all that much, but I think he's been forgotten a little bit. We didn't mention Cole Turner, someone we're going to watch there in that offense. But Logan Thomas is healthy. I think you also have the enemy, right? So two things he's going to do. Use Antonio Gibson better in the passing game. And he's going to consider the tight end. He came from Travis Kelsey. Can't say that. I'm not saying you're going to get that. But I'm trying to replace Travis Kelsey with someone. And I think Logan Thomas has good value here. If you're punting tight end, this is really cheap here at uh, 4900 So he could get a touchdown and you're set. And I think there's definitely a possibility of that. Again, there's a lot of chances for the commanders to score. So you want to be attached to that offense as much as possible. And David Ajoku, I like as well. He's had a very good preseason and training camp. I think you look at the Bengals defense, they're stronger corner, weaker. They're in coverage. Uh, we know they lost to uh, Jesse Bates and uh, Von Bell and all these guys. So they're going to be, open in the middle of the field to do that. So I really like David Njoku having a nice game. So I think it's more of an Elijah Moore, David Njoku game here for Deshaun Watson here. So I, I like his price at uh, 5,600. Yeah, I really like that Logan Thomas one because we saw Sam Howell really use Cole Turner a ton in the preseason. Now, was it the connection with Cole Turner or his, does he prefer to target the tight end? We'll find out, right? But it does seem like Logan Thomas is going to be the guy out on the field more often, at least to start the year. I can never trust David and Joe, who I don't know. I just, I never can trust him. So I'm never going to pick him, but he does end up putting together some nice games and he, he could have one in this matchup. My two tight ends, again, this first guy's not exciting, a lot like your Logan Thomas, but it's Hayden Hurst, Panthers tight end. He's $5,000 in, in cash or in tournament uh, games against the Falcons. Tight end 19 cost, right? So, this is super, super cheap of a tight end to put into your lineup, probably for a reason, because it's Hayden Hurst. But he has a great matchup against the Falcons, who allowed the fourth most fantasy points to tight ends last season. 
And he's pretty much just a necessity this week for the Panthers. Adam Thielen is dealing with an ankle injury. He isn't practicing. DJ Chark dealing with a hamstring injury. He isn't practicing. Parrish Marshall's limited. It doesn't even matter if he plays or not because it's pointless. But, like, there's no wide receivers right now besides um, Jonathan Mingo, who's a rookie, and maybe he has some good production this week. But I do think Bryce Young is going to have to lean on Hayden Hurst in this game. So he should be getting targets, and we see what he can do with those. And then Luke Musgrave, rookie for the Packers. This is a risky one because he's a rookie tight end, but he's super cheap at $4,500. He gets a nice matchup against the Bears. And then, again, it's the wide receivers being hurt that's going to make Luke Musgrave hopefully see more targets in this game. Christian Watson just popped up with this hamstring injury. He's missing practice. I, I'm not sure if he's going to play. And then Romeo Dobbs did come back to practice, but he's limited. We'll see how much he's able to go this week. But again, just two tight ends that I think will have to be used in week one. Yeah, I mean, Hayden Hurst is very much like my Logan Thomas pick. It's just like a young quarterback here that maybe has to target the tight end, uh, maybe being a, a top three option on the team. But it, I think the best bet you're hoping for with Logan Thomas and Hayden Hurst is a touchdown. And sometimes that's all you need here when you're paying very low at tight end. So something to look at. Luke Musgrave, yeah, he's a good call. Someone we're going to look at. I think he has a lot of upside should uh, Dobbs have a setback here. And so – I think they'll use him well. I think when you look at the Packers, uh, I think it's going to be work in progress in terms of how those young receivers will play out. That's why we said try to invest in some of those guys that have the value uh, with Dubs and Musgrave and Jane Reed. I think it's going to play out to help one of these younger receivers beyond uh, Christian Watson here this season. So love uh, those calls here, Michelle, and uh, we'll uh, have some good uh, prop bet picks in our final segment there. So that'll be a good way to close the week. Yeah, I'm going to be talking about uh, a couple of my boys that I, I love this year, but I also love in week one in this last segment. But before we get to that, let's talk about an awesome daily fantasy sport uh, company. Prize Picks is a skills-based, real money, daily fantasy sports game. How does it work? You pick two to six players, and if they go more or less in their prize picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. At Prize Picks, you aren't competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks. Prize Picks adds a ton of excitement to the sports viewing experience. Players can choose from a vast selection of sports and stat types not offered anywhere else. They can even pick in-game projections after a game has started, which includes halves, quarters, periods, and more. For example, if you're watching my dude, Justin Herbert, beat up on the Dolphins on Sunday, don't be sad that you're missing out on all the fun. You can still go and make a pick at halftime on Herbert's passing yards for the second half, so you can join in on the fun. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use code LOCKEDONNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that is prizepicks.com slash NFL and use code NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, Vinny, we have some fun player props that we want to put some bets on this week, uh, win you some money. So give me your three that you feel more, most confident on. Yeah, my most confident is Saquon Barkley. Depending on where you're looking, it's 20 and a half or 21 and a half receiving yards. And he's hit this number pretty easily against the Cowboys. He got 10 targets against them in two games last season. 
they're going to have to throw to Saquon still because they have Darren Waller and they're still sorting out the wide receivers. He's just too important to their offense in the passing game to just uh, ignore with the new toys there. It's going to be tough for him to run, so they're going to have to get him involved somehow and then dumping him off. And this is not asking for a lot. This is asking for maybe three or four catches and you're going to hit this number here for Saquon Barkley. So that's my favorite of the week. I like to exploit some of these lower numbers and really go after them that are maybe still underrated. And another low number we have is Bryce Young's passing yards. Now, I know he doesn't have a lot of weapons, but he just has to get to 205 yards. And uh, look, Cam Newton, I don't think he's going to throw for 422 yards the way that Cam Newton did in his first game. That's not going to happen. There's just not a lot there. But can he get to 205? Yeah, because this game script could be negative. The Falcons' pass rush is non-existent. Their secondary is questionable. So, Look, Jonathan Mingo, Hayden Hurst, I think I think one of these guys are going to play Adam Thielen. you got LaVisca Cheneau. He can scratch together 200 yards in this game because I think they're going to have to throw quite a bit in this one 25 to 30 times. So I really feel good about uh, Bryce Young, and I want to exploit a lower number there. Now, I do have one high number, and you'll like this, Michelle. It's in the same game. It's Bijan Robinson. Now, some people are saying, is this going to happen with Tyler Algier? And they're going to bring him on slowly. And maybe it's the effect of the David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs thing. But it's a completely different situation. They want to show Bijan off immediately here. He's, depending on where you're at, you're at uh, 70 and a half rushing yards is the cap there. You can get him uh, in some places 65 and a half. Yeah, you're going to jump on that because I think he's going to get a lot of volume. I don't see any scenario where Bijan Robinson gets less than 15 carries in this game. I know. And then you see Jameer Gibbs and his usage. I do think it's different, right? I don't think that the Falcons have a David Montgomery that they just brought in, but they do have a Tyler Algier you now after watching that game. I am a little bit nervous, but I think Bijan Robinson instantly gets the workload and love that. So I, you know what? I, Love this over for Bijan Robinson. I do think he had 75, 80 rushing yards in this game, at least. I do not like your Bryce Young pick whatsoever. <laughs> I would smash the under, like smash it so fast. I don't think he gets close to 200 uh, passing yards in this game. He has no yeah, weapons, right? Talking about Hayden Hurst is his top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. But I just like Bryce Young, the player. Like, I think he's going to get yeah. it done. Like, I think this is a guy that we might underestimate a lot this season. But he's, he's going to get it done somehow. I, I think he's just too good of a talent here. And, again, this is as comfortable as it gets. If he's got time to move around where the Falcons are going to give him time, they're old up there, they're going to be slow. I think uh, you'll see the Panthers taking advantage of this. And, uh, and again, it makes sense to go with a running back on one side and the quarterback on the other side because that's what we're counting on the game script as well. So I think this game is a little bit higher scoring than we think here in week one because there are some injuries and concerns on both sides here for the defenses. So, again, taking a leap of faith with Bryce Young. But, again, I like attacking those lower numbers. Uh, Michelle, you have some medium numbers that you're going after with your picks here for uh, prop bets in week one. Yeah, I do. They're all actually like pretty low numbers, and I think highly of all these guys this week. So Tyler Lockett, over 54 and a half receiving yards against the Rams. That seems very low for me for a guy that can have that on one reception, right? But uh, he hit this over in three of his last four games against the Rams, and in the one game he didn't hit it, he had exactly 54 yards. So he needs 55 in this matchup to hit that over. I think he does it. We've been slamming on the Rams 
defense all week now. We don't have to keep putting them down. We know how bad they're going to be, so I love that for Tyler Lockett. George Pickens, uh, going to talk about him again. Love him for over 42 and a half receiving yards and anytime touchdown score, well, both. Anytime touchdown score is at plus 225 right now in DraftKings. So you can make over double your money. But 49ers allowed 167 receiving yards to two wide receivers last year uh, per game, six most in the NFL. 16 of their 20 passing touchdowns they allowed last year were caught by a wide receiver. And George Pickens was the only Steelers wide receiver to catch a touchdown last year. That is a true stat. It does not feel like that could be true, but it is true. And then Jahan Dotson, over 41 and a half receiving yards, way too low for me. You can do that. There's alternates on DraftKings, and I'm willing to go up to over the 50 yards, which then gives them plus 125 odds. You can make more money on that. But the Cardinals defense, been talking bad about them all week as well, but they allowed 20 wide receivers to record at least 50 receiving yards against them in a game last year. Listen to some of these guys that this includes Ben Skronik, DeAndre Carter, Josh Palmer, Kevin White, forgot he was even still in the league, Matt Collins, Rashid Shaheed, Russell Gage, and Traquan Smith. <laughs> like anyone can do it against them. And I think Johan Dawson is actually talented. And he only needs 41 and a half receiving yards. These are guys that did it with 50 yards. That's why I'm cool taking his alternative, making even more money, because I expect at least 75 yards from Dotson in this game. Yeah, I, I really like Lockett and Dotson. Those are really good picks here. And really what we're saying is the Rams and Cardinals are going to stink, and you want to exploit them a lot with uh, the Commanders and Seahawks this week and whoever they're playing probably in future weeks. And that's probably going to play out here for most of the time. Now, George Pickens is interesting. I think that's a good uh, contrarian play as well, because – Look, I'm not sure what you're going to get, where Travarius Ward is going to play, but I think it's going to open up for one of those guys, whether it's him or Deontay Johnson. So it's worth taking a shot, and you might as well. I mean, if George Pickens is going to go over the receiving yards, that probably means he's made a big play, and that big play could end up in the end zone. So you might as well always make that, right, with these type of players uh, that are – deep threats that can stretch the field and also finish. So I, I really like that combination here with George Pickens taking a shot because we know it just takes sometimes one play or two plays to get it done. And uh, I think he's one of those players much like uh, maybe we saw Gabe Davis last year. Maybe we'll see Davis and Pickens live up to that this uh, season. So, Good stuff all around here, Michelle, and uh, we will be available there for you on X. If you've got any questions here, you can check us out at our website, sportingnews.com, nfl.com, for more insight there for fantasy in week one. So sad we have to close the week, Michelle, but uh, again, uh, thanks so much for listening Locked on Fantasy Football. We'll do this again. We'll look at uh, some reactions from week one there on Monday show, then we'll Get it going with waiver wire, uh, more rankings, all that good stuff. So can't believe we're here. And again, for Locked on Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. And I'm Michelle Majuk. Bye, y'all.